0: All content discussed on CMC's Happier, Healthier podcast are the individual opinions of our hosts and guests and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast to treat any medical condition for either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. This disclaimer applies to any guest or contributor to the podcast. Very excited for today's guest. This is someone who we work very closely with. Uh, we were just discussing here in our marketing department. Today's guest is a clinical dietitian specialist with CMC Weight Loss. She started her career at Conway Medical Center as an inpatient dietitian before moving on to assistant food service director. Her deep knowledge and expertise helped mold our highly successful inpatient dietary program. She now works hand in hand with our weight loss team to provide outstanding care to our patients, not only providing them with the tools they need to accomplish their health goals, goals, but also walking with them on this very personal journey. It's a pleasure to welcome Effie Ackerlin to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Did you like that intro? That...
1: I love your intro.
0: <laughs> so happy to have you. As I mentioned, we we've, we've You have chatted with so many different people on our team, especially Julia, um, doing videos and all kinds of fun things for us so that we can highlight uh, the importance of nutrition in our community and with our patients. So I'm just so happy to have you here. So let's get right in it. And why don't you tell me a little bit about what first inspired you to become a dietitian?
1: I think a couple of things inspired me to become a dietitian. I was kind of always a foodie. Uh, Growing up, I grew up in a Greek family where large family gatherings and food was um, so important to the culture. And my father, he owned a restaurant when I was growing up, so we were always kind of feeding people. And then my first job when I turned 16 years old was um, on PM Tray Line at a community hospital. And when I was at that hospital, I was exposed to a lot of different healthcare professions, um, but including dietitians. And when I worked on PM Trayline, uh, I learned a lot about therapeutic diets. And then I started applying some of those principles to healthy eating myself. And I went from being an obese and overweight child to a healthy weight. So I think kind of all of those things led me to the career of becoming a dietitian.
0: Mm, wow! I mean, that must have been amazing to grow up with your parents owning a restaurant, though.
1: Oh yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Uh, it was definitely a, an experience, and I definitely have an appreciation for not just institutional feeding and healthcare, but also uh, restaurant ownership, small businesses.
0: Yeah, that's great. So tell us a little bit about what what exactly does a
1: dietitian do? Well, they can wear many hats, like I've worn many hats here at Conway Medical Center, but our inpatient dietitians spend a lot of time assessing and educating patients, making recommendations to physicians on uh, feeding tubes and parental nutrition. Outpatient nutrition is a lot of education, community education, public speaking. Uh, So it's it's one aspect of what a dietitian can do. Dietitians can also work for businesses and uh, food companies, uh, analyzing food labels and helping to create new products. Uh, and then there's also the food service dietitian that can oversee uh, food service departments. There, are, We can work everywhere, long-term care, uh, franchises, uh, food chains. Um, So the profession has a lot of avenues. So uh, you can be a jack of all trades or you can hone in on your area of interest.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Um, I know that for me personally, I follow a lot of dietitians and and then nutritionists on social media. So Mm -hmm. it's opened my eyes in terms of just these simple changes we can make to our diet. But do you ever feel, it? Is it helpful kind of what social media and um, technology has done for
1: nutritionists or has it
0: been hard sometimes.
1: Well, I think it's like <laughs> with anything, there's some good information out there on social media, and then there's some information out on social media that can be detrimental. So I think it, it's kind of one of those pro con situations.
0: Understand your sources. Exactly. Ver- verify and understand.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, and so now, as we mentioned earlier, you now work with our CMC weight loss team, um, which is talk about life changing work. Tell me about your
1: role there at CMC Weight Loss. All right, so at the Weight Loss Center, I spend a lot of time with patients that are trying to lose weight or struggling with weight loss. Usually patients, when they get to us at the Weight Loss Center, this is not the first time they've tried to lose weight. They've struggled generally with their own self-directed diets or commercial programs that are out there. When they come to us, they're really kind of Needing assistance. So at the weight loss center, I'm usually working with patients that are um, trying to lose weight either with diet and exercise, or we may be helping them with weight loss, diet, exercise, and medicinal assistance. Or I might be working with a patient uh, trying to lose weight leading to bariatric surgery. So it's a combination of things.
0: Okay, and then in that role, you're, you know, maybe making customized plans for them, either if it's uh, medically assisted or if it's just post-op, kind of getting to understand what your body needs for fuel.
1: Yeah, and I see my patients generally monthly, so I get a good understanding of what their life is like. I really get to know them, they really get to know me. So that is one of the most rewarding parts of being the bariatric weight loss dietitian is that you really get to know the patient and you're there with them for their journey. So there isn't really anything that is more rewarding than when you see someone have improved cholesterol levels or their blood pressure is now normal because they've lost weight or they were able to come off of their diabetic pills because now they've lost enough weight and their blood sugars are normal. Um, or even getting someone who needs to lose weight to have that knee surgery. They've lost enough weight now that the orthopedic surgeon will operate on them. So um, it's a very rewarding job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful to hear. And you know, our overall, a healthy weight is so important in terms of our vitality and our overall health. And I think it was important that you just mentioned those things because <clears throat> so often it's about so much more than the clothing that we fit in. It's, it's about our health and how we yeah. move forward in the world. A
1: lot of my patients, they're not, I don't have any patients that come to me saying, make me look like a movie star yeah. or a model. All of my patients, for the most part, are there for quality of life, or they need to be around for somebody that they're taking care of. Mm-hmm. So they're really there to improve their quality of life. It's not a usually just a um, how a look. Right,
0: exactly. And and those things we hear so much about in talking to our different providers about how, um, you know, our our high cholesterol or um, not being able to get out and get our body moving in the way that we want can affect us long term. So, we've had a few um, of the CMC weight loss patients come in here and talk to us, and they talk a lot about just how they could get moving, you know, get back out moving and start doing, you know, these these exercise routines or doing even just getting out for a walk or enjoying life in a way that they had not been able to enjoy it in a while.
1: Oh yeah. To have someone say to you, I can jog now. I haven't been able to jog in such a long time. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had bariatric patients and weight loss patients, you know, as one of their one year post-op goals is to be in a five mile marathon, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's really exciting for them. And it's exciting for me to be able to help them do that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's
0: so great working at CMC Weight Loss. As you mentioned, you're seeing them monthly. You're often developing a relationship with them that lasts much longer than they're probably even a patient. Oh, yeah. Um, And we also have this amazing uh, online support group. We do. So they really develop their own community as well.
1: Yeah, so our Facebook group, that is a private group, open just to uh, the Weight Loss Center, has over 500 members on it. And we also do monthly support group topics with our patients and we have a walking club that I do and we uh, orient our patients to the cardiac pulmonary gym too so they have an opportunity to exercise with us um, if they don't have access to a fitness center. Mm
0: -hmm. How often, so in in just terms of when somebody starts taking a closer look at their nutrition or maybe their movement, how they're getting their body moving, you know, we're all resistant to change at different times in life. I know that, you know, especially when it's time to maybe make some changes to our diet. How, how do you feel in terms of, like, how quickly do people adapt to a change in diet? When do they start really feeling the benefits of it and kind of latch on?
1: Yeah, so the truth of the matter is when they come to me, if they actually show up for their appointments, um, that's already a good sign because their, their commitment to coming shows that they're committed to uh, seeing it through and trying to really make some dietary changes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that change is so hard.
1: Yeah, as opposed to an inpatient dietitian going into a room, the patient is there. Mm -hmm. But you have to come to me at the outpatient center, which means that you are really serious about your weight loss efforts. And that's not to say that every time someone sees me, they come back and they've lost five pounds, but they're there because they don't wanna fall off and they they want to keep going. Mm
0: -hmm. How important is what we put in our body?
1: What we put in our body is critically important from infancy and beyond. Um, That saying you are what you eat, well, it is so true. It reigns so true as we age, but uh, nutrition is important for our immune function, or for our brain function. It's important for our health in general to prevent chronic diseases, so. You know, it's uh, it's it's key. It's one of the things that we can control. We can't control everything as far as what our destiny is in terms of chronic disease, but being able to eat right and exercise are two things that we can change.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you have, I know for me, I'm an 80s baby and I had two working parents and I had a lot of microwaveable food growing up when uh-huh. I was little. Uh-huh. So I can see where someone, maybe you get a taste for a saltier food or quick food, mm-hmm. that it's difficult then to, to be more thoughtful in terms of what you put in your body. And, and sometimes it takes effort, you know, making a, feels overwhelming to make a fresh, healthy meal. But I think, would you agree that once you kind of learn some of the building blocks of it, it's actually pretty manageable?
1: Yeah, if you put your mind to something, it can be manageable. I have a lot of patients that will say to me, I can't cook or I don't have time to cook. Well, then I'll talk to them about, you know, healthy shopping, buying things like, uh, bagged salads or pre-cut cut vegetables or pre-cooked chicken, hard boiled eggs, yogurt, fresh fruits. Um, or sometimes we talk about healthy eating at restaurants, or we might need to have a conversation of, about healthy home delivered meals. So there's always an option to eat healthier if someone is committed to making that change.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the grocery store, we were just talking the other day about the perimeter of the grocery store versus the... Yeah,
1: you want to go around the perimeter and stay away from the aisles. Yeah. So you want to do your produce, your fresh meats, your fresh dairy, and you want to stay away from the processed foods that are in between all the aisles.
0: Yeah, and also reading labels, That is that important even...
1: Oh, yeah. Today? Oh, yes. So in reading labels, you know, just by taking two things off the shelf and comparing the two, you can make a better choice. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take the time to read the labels, just like in today's world, we're really looking at prices. You want to really look at food labels. Yeah.
0: So what are we looking at or for when we look at these labels?
1: So it might mean different things for different people, uh, patients who have heart disease might be focused in more on the fat on the label, and the sodium on the label, a, diet, a diabetic patient might be more looking at carbs, fiber, and added sugars, but generally all those things is what you want to look at. You want to look at your serving size your portion size that you're putting on your plate, you wanna look at the overall calories, fat, cholesterol, added sugars, fiber, um, and make your best uh, choice from what you're looking at.
0: Yeah. So making this commitment to lifelong health in terms of nutrition versus fad dieting, how, I know that So those, you know, especially in today's day and age, you're you're really just hit on social media with so many different, whether it's intermittent fasting or it's, um, you know, no carb, or it's a blue zone diet or all these different things. How important is it to, if you need help, work with someone that can help you um, find a healthy plan that's good for you?
1: Yeah, in the long run, it's really about healthy lifestyle changes that you're committed to. And those lifestyle changes is generally eating healthy most of the time, being committed to exercise. It's not the fad diets that are gonna keep the weight off or keep you healthy if you can only follow it for a short period of time.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Harley from the CMC Foundation. First, on behalf of the CMC Foundation, we'd like to offer our sincere appreciation for the outpouring of support during our October fundraising events in support of cancer care in our community. It was especially fun to see everyone dressed in their spooky best, enjoying the wicked crawl for cancer. The fun for this year is still far from over. Our annual tree, wreath, and centerpiece salon auction is coming soon. This beloved annual event is sure to get you into the holiday spirit. To learn more, visit our website at www.cmcfoundationsc.com events. And now, back to the show.
1: Yeah, and I do have patients that come to me and they say they like to do Weight Watchers. I do have patients that say to me, you know, I'm a meat lover, you know. Mm-hmm. You always try to work with a patient in terms of um, a preference that they might have while all the along trying to work in healthy eating habits. Yeah. You don't have to make all or nothing changes, gradual, small changes. That someone can adapt to in the long run is better because they can stick to those mm-hmm. things rather than making, uh, you know, having a perfect diet for a month and then you go back to eating the way you were before. Mm-hmm. Small progressive changes can make a big difference in the long run if you can stay committed to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great tip. So, what are some what are some things that maybe we as an American society overindulge in or do that that you look at and go, oh, if you would just do this
1: or just change this so especially in South Carolina we love our liquid calories we love our sweet tea we Mm -hmm. we love our regular lemonade Um, we love our Mountain Dew so um, and then there's also that stop to Starbucks or the Dunkin Donuts drink so really watching our liquid calories and switching to water or Flavored low calorie waters is really the best thing for cutting out a lot of unnecessary calories.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. Those Starbucks runs. And I mean, we're talking the Frappuccinos and the big sizes and the whipped cream on top. Oh, I
1: mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It adds up quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So, watch what when you're drinking, watch the liquid calories. So, we are talking about a low calorie um, maybe addition to your drink. What about how do you feel about um, like? Zero products like a, a a soda zero or a diet soda is that something we can indulge in on occasion?
1: Yeah, I think that the that uh, a sugar free soda or a diet soda on occasion, if you enjoy the bubbly taste, mm-hmm. is certainly acceptable.
0: So is that so? Is part of what you do when you're you know working with uh, individuals is to kind of find that balance yeah. of not being depriving too much, but still including some Yeah,
1: we that... kind of have to pick and choose what, what we should work on. Mm-hmm. Um, letting the patient identify what they want to work on um, each month as a goal, but liquid calories is certainly something that You know you don't have to do all or nothing if someone says to me i drink eight glasses of sweet tea a day you know Mm, well can we just go to four yeah you know this way you still get a little sweet tea but you've also replaced four glasses with water so it doesn't have to be all or nothing
0: how long does it usually take for for someone to start seeing the benefits of these changes they're making
1: i would say generally around three months
0: Three months, so you've got to get through, so it's probably hard those first three months. I mean, I've I've had kids, I've had to lose weight myself, and I know that it takes a while before you start to hear other people's maybe comment, or you see it in the mirror. It takes time. Yeah. It's Once hard. you
1: start seeing changes in your clothing size, that's always really rewarding. When you see the change on the scale, or other people are commenting about how the fact that they think that you've lost weight and you look great, it's very motivating, so that you can continue going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. So. But you got to keep. Keep having that discipline to. Get to that point where you do start to see some of the results. Yes. So we're getting ready to go into the holiday season. We've got Thanksgiving. We've got um, you know Christmas right behind. Um, what It can be a very intimidating time of year um, if you're not prepared. So what are some ways that you can be prepared for the holiday season?
1: So one thing is with the holiday season, this is the time we need to exercise more than ever. So don't give up the exercise routine because you're too busy or you're too stressed out. This is when you need exercise most, so make sure you try to incorporate exercise into the holiday or before, after, while you're Christmas shopping. So I would say exercise is very important this time of year. Also during the holiday parties and the gatherings, kind of remember why you're there, the reason for the season. You're not there necessarily for the food. So step away from the buffet tables, the dessert tables, the appetizer tables. The closer you are to the food, the more likely you are going to pick and snack and mindlessly eat. So talk more, eat less when you're, Uh, at all your holiday parties. It's also important not to skip meals on the day of a holiday, um, because when you skip a meal, that's when you tend to overeat or overdrink. So you wanna plan properly for the holiday party.
0: Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head too with with drinking because sometimes alcoholic beverages are part of our holiday celebrations. Of course, they are very high in calorie, and then our inhibitions in terms of you know that that piece of pie that we might have otherwise been able to say no to. Yes, we might be a little less likely to say no yes. if we're you know a mimosa in. <laughs>
1: yes, Oh, definitely. And then if you're the host, one of the things that I can say is give away your leftovers. If you're watching your eating plan and you're at a guest's home, maybe you contribute with a healthy entree or a healthy dish, and try not to take anything home with you. That also can help so that the holiday is just one day and you're not eating the food for days.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true, which inevitably for a lot of people is the fun part. I mean, <laughs> you love making that sandwich, you know, the next morning, yeah, but yeah, that is an excellent tip. Yes. Um, so we, we know that CMC weight loss is such an amazing resource, and um, and I'll put some information at the end of this podcast, so um, so you know people can learn more. Um, what would you recommend though to somebody that maybe isn't necessarily interested in um, you know any assistance, but wants to start you know paying closer attention to their nutrition? Um, it can feel overwhelming, you know, where where to begin. So where do you begin?
1: Yeah. So. Um, usually a good support system is a good place to go some people you know like to walk with a friend Um, a good place to go is um, you know looking at your food labels Um, myplate.gov is a good website to look for healthy tips on uh, just general good nutrition and they have great information there from for children if you have children for adults so that's kind of a good website to look at For good information in general.
0: Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. So, you can and you can cook healthy for your whole family.
1: Yes, you can. You
0: don't have to cook separate meals for yourself and separate for your kids. I think that people can get caught up in that a little bit sometimes, but yeah,
1: and modifying the recipes a little bit. You know, you don't have to use half and half and. Uh, You can do low-fat milk in certain recipes. You can cut the sugar of some of the baked goods that you might be making and your guests might not even know that you cut the sugar a little bit. Or replacing things like applesauce or uh, black beans for a fat in a baked good, Mm -hmm. adding fiber and replaces the fat. So there's a lot of little techniques that you can do to modify a recipe for health.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I love those tips. Um, Do you find that people's taste does begin to change? So if you, once you start kind of including some new foods into your diet, that you do start craving them, just like you were craving maybe the saltier, the sweet before?
1: Absolutely, and you know, whether you have to cut back on salt, after a while, after you've cut back on salt and you started using things like herbs and spices to season your food and lemon juice and things like that, after a while, after you stop using that salt shaker, You'll say, wow, when you try something that is salty because you've acquired a new taste now that you don't need that salty taste. Same goes with sugar and sweets. Give it up for a little while, cut back on it, and you'll find that um, you won't crave it as much as if you're regularly, routinely eating sweets.
0: Yeah, that's so true. When my kids were little and I started, you know, I'd be baking like banana bread or pumpkin bread, and I just started... Cutting the sugar in half, and then I cut it a little bit more, and then it got to the point where we were just got so accustomed to more of that savory mm-hmm. taste of it. So then, when you do go back and have like a traditional muffin at a restaurant, it's like a
1: woo! Wow, that's too <laughs> sweet. Like a
0: yeah. There. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I want to ask you one more thing about building like a healthy breakfast for mm-hmm. people that are on the go in the morning. What are some tips for? getting the, the healthy breakfast in your body if you're trying to get up and get out the door to work or school or whatever?
1: So if you're trying to build a healthy breakfast, you wanna start off with like a lean protein or something that has a little protein in, in, in your uh, meal plan. There's a lot of recipes you can make the night before so that you can just kind of grab and go like hard boiled eggs, low fat cheese sticks, Um, overnight oats, these are all things that you can kind of grab and go so that you're not stopping at the fast food joint for some fast food type of breakfast. So pre-planning a little bit can make a big difference especially in the morning. Um, So having on hand things that are already cubed like cut cheese or um, yogurts um, and fresh fruits um, those are those are a great way a great way to get a good breakfast in.
0: Yeah, those are great tips. So make even like a crustless quiche that you can cut into fours Mm -hmm. and have.
1: Yeah, and worst case scenario, or if you enjoy protein shakes, protein bars, those are other easy grab-and-go breakfast ideas. Or making smoothies in advance so that all you have to do is pour and lid on your way out the door.
0: Yeah, and same too, you know, with we see a lot of meal prep videos on social media. I'm assuming meal prep could potentially be something that's really beneficial to people that are watching Um, you know watching what they eat or watching your nutrition
1: planning your meals in advance can help with your food budget when you're going shopping for the week and it also can make sure that you're planning a week's worth of healthy meals if you just do a little prior planning yeah that's
0: awesome Um, so these are these are the
1: most amazing tips tell me about
0: What do you find, you know, we talked about walking with people on their journey, their weight loss journey. What is something that you just overall, you know, come home from work and you just think, wow, that was just an amazing work day?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, when my uh, bariatric patients, and when you look at their, a picture of them or they share with you a picture of themselves before they had surgery and then they come for their one-year follow-up appointment and you can compare their pre and their one-year post-op pictures it's just amazing um, you're just so happy for them, and it's just amazing to see the transformation. Um, and then you're evaluating: okay, you had high blood pressure, you had high cholesterol, you were on diabetes medication. Now you have none of those chronic illnesses, and you've lost, you know, a hundred pounds. It's just incredible. Um, so I would say the most rewarding thing is uh you know seeing that pre and post photo of the patient or when they post it on our facebook live Mm -hmm. page and you get to see what they looked like a year ago to today or two two years ago to the present day uh that is just um so gratifying Mm -hmm. that you were a part of that for that person they'll never forget you for that yeah
0: that's really just such an impactful role that, you know, everyone at our weight loss department has. And working hand-in-hand with our patients to achieve these health goals for them is, is so amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah I love being, um, I'm an admin on that Facebook page. And so I love to um, see all of the different posts. Yeah. And, and they're just so supportive and cheering each other on through this process, which is amazing. Yeah,
1: I love to see them give each other advice like, hey, has anyone tried this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, New you products know, they yes.
0: find. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I've loved having you in here, Effie, and we have some amazing tips that we can take away for the holiday season, and of course, I'm going to add more information uh, about CMC weight loss, Um, and I also want to have you come back and uh, want to talk a little bit more, too, about the inpatient side of nutrition, because that's a whole wonderful world, too, so thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Happier, Healthier with Conway Medical Center is brought to you by the CMC Foundation. Learn more at www.cmcfoundationsc.com.